The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, Tammy, the underdog, Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. And, of course, on the phone, we got Todd, the killer call-up. Morning, bud. Good morning. Have right. a killer day. <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it. All right, so we're going to get right into this guy because uh, I'm kind of interested in this. It's, yeah. It's another. Well, this is a bizarre case, right? And we have never, I don't think we've covered a killer out of Montana themselves. I think we've had some that have gone through Montana, but I don't think, you know what I mean? Like centered out of Montana. Now, this one, I actually stumbled across this article. I was scrolling through Facebook one day, you know, through our Brutal na- as a Brutal Nation, you know, right. profile. And I stumbled upon a post that said the suspected serial killer killed by one of his victims. And, I, you know, I'm a true crime junkie. Everybody knows that. So I couldn't resist clicking the link. It was clickbait for real. And But when I was done, I knew I had a page for this case. The authorities in Missoula, Montana, believe between 1974 and 1986, this guy by the name of Wayne Nance, also known as the Missoula Mauler, murdered a minimum of six people. However, he was never arrested or charged for killing anyone. Reports indicate he was a prolific home invader who broke into houses all over Montana. If anyone's home, he would murder them. If the victim was a woman, he would take the time to rape her before he killed her. Then he would disappear into the shadows. However, he wasn't even on the radar as a suspect with law enforcement. They didn't even know what he was up to until the night he broke into the wrong house. Now, this takes me back to that Southern Justice shit, Scott, remember? That's right. You broke into the wrong house, buddy. (laughs) On the night in question, despite Wayne's best efforts and brutality, one of his intended victims shot him instead. Um, that was when investigators discovered they had finally f- had the elusive Missoula Mauler they had been seeking. Now, Wayne Nathan Nance was actually born in Clinton, Montana on October 18, 1955. His father, George, worked as a cross-country truck driver, and his mother, Charlene, was a w- waitress at a local diner. Now, both parents worked, so he was often left to fend for himself in the family's small mobile home in Milltown. This is like a bad country song waiting to happen. Well, That's what wait, the fuck that sounds like. Yeah, hey, doing my research, I mean, they lived in a mobile home, but had both parents worked. They seemed to be good. I couldn't, I come through several articles. Most of them only talked about his alleged crimes. I couldn't find anything that talked about how he was treated by his parents. That being said, I'm sure growing up as a young boy with a father who wasn't always around and a mother who worked all the time wasn't easy. But then again, it was an earlier time, and that's when latchkey children were very common. You know, weren't you and I latchkey children? We was, we was. You know? So I did find a few articles that said after everything happened, his former teachers talked about how gifted he was academically. He excelled in school and graduated in 1974 from Sentinel High School. His former classmates and friends, however, had something else to say. According to reports, although his former classmates and friends agreed he was academically gifted, he was also an eccentric juvenile delinquent. In fact, most of his friends talked about how he used to brag about being a Satanist. And he even branded occult satanic symbols on various parts of his body using a hot metal coat hanger. 
Some even claimed he told them he wanted to kill someone before he turned 19. Keep in mind, nothing except the branding has ever been substantiated, though. Um, since Wayne died before the authorities could question his motives, people are left to speculate about what drove him to commit the crimes he committed. One thing they have been able to prove since his death is that he successfully achieved his alleged adolescent goal. When he was 18 years old, he killed his first victim. On April 11, 1974, a deacon for the local Bethel Baptist Church by the name of Harvey Pounce. I'm going to hate these names. I'm telling you, I hate these names already. Let's see. Hold on. He's a deacon for a church. His last name is Pounce. There's little no, boys. No, Pounds. Oh, he pounds little boys. Gotcha. Yeah, Harvey Pounds. He was a Baptist. So, oh, that's no better than Catholic. That's not much better, man. That's you and I were raised Southern Baptist. No, not better. He was away at work. Unfortunately, his wife, Donna, wasn't so lucky. The Pounds family was actually friends with Wayne's parents. Therefore, he had already been to their house very frequently. For that reason, he knew where Harvey kept his twenty-two caliber Luger. So before Donna even knew he was there, he broke... He broke into the house, crept to the hiding spot, and grabbed the firearm. Then he found Donna, tied her wrists together, then held the gun on her as he raped her. When he had finished satisfying his sexual needs, he took her down to the basement and put five bullets in her head. Jesus Christ. Now, check this dick. out, though. But when people found out Donna was dead, one of Harvey's neighbors did say that he had seen Wayne in the area on the night of the murder, but that didn't mean anything. It was a small town. You know... However, that wasn't enough to place him in the house, right? Investigators searching the residence for evidence found a pair of bloody underwear, but it had been washed, and so they were only stained, and nothing ever came of that. When law enforcement officials, though, dug into Harvey and Donna's life, they discovered he was having an affair. As a result, he and his mistress were the prime suspects. However, no matter what the authorities found out about their relationship with Donna his relationship with Don and the affair he was having, they couldn't find anything substantial enough against either of them to press charges for murder. So the case went cold. Then, Wayne waited several years before he struck again. But then, within the span of 11 years, he left three unidentified victims in his wake. Approximately five years after Donna Pounce was raped and murdered, someone discovered the body of a young girl near Beaver Tail Hill State Park. Okay, that's about 26 miles southeast of Missoula. Now, the authorities determined that she had been raped before she was stabbed. Unfortunately, at the time, there weren't any missing person reports on file that matched her description. So rather than naming her Jane Doe number blah, 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 they gave her the name. I'm going to hate this. She was given the name Betty Beavertail. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. That's a hooker name. <laughs> I know, right? That's awesome. <laughs> now, I... Wish I had met her. <laughs> well, the thing is, is she remained unidentified until 1985 when she was finally, they finally found out that she was a 15-year-old runaway from Seattle named Devonna Nelson. Then in 1984, Wayne was working as a bouncer in the cabin bar in Missoula, and he was almost 38 years old. I'm going to hate this, dating a 16-year-old. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but her name was Marcella Bachman. Now, Marcella was also known as a drifter and sometimes went by the name Robin. Because she'd be robbing people. I said nearly 38. I meant 28. Excuse me. My bad. 
I think it's oh sure, you get the you get the ages wrong. We just you're bad. We get the ages wrong. We go no, no, to jail. No. Never mind. Yep. I had the wrong. No, I had the wrong. He exactly. Was, no, he was 38, but then right before his 39th birthday, that's where I messed up. In September, they told their friends they were leaving town to get a fresh start somewhere else. Then three months later, in December that same year, human remains were found along Deer Creek Road in the woods of Missoula. However, by the time they were discovered, the pathologist determined the body had been out in the elements, decomposing for three months. The only thing they determined was her cause of death was from being shot in the head three times. Unfortunately, her remains were too decomposed to identify her. Again, rather than giving her the name Jane Doe, they gave her the name Debbie Deer Creek. (laughs) Once again, that's a fucking... That's porn a trailer. Name? That's a porn name from a trailer park, is what that is. That's, that's trailer park porn. You know name. what? That's better than Cherry Love, though. <laughs> Nothing's gonna beat Cherry Love. That's that was epic. <laughs> now, because of, because of where the remains were discovered, she wasn't identified until 2006. Then, in September of 1985, a local hunter shot a bear in the woods along Crystal Creek Road in Missoula. He was tracking his prey when he stumbled upon a human skeleton. At the time, the authorities didn't have a way to identify who the remains belonged to. The only thing the pathologist could say for certain was they were the bones of a woman and the cause of death was two gunshot wounds to the head at close range. Now, the authorities tried to offer the public the following information to hope someone would positively identify it. Her height was approximately five foot. She was approximately 20 to 35 years of age, 100 pounds, with brunette, wavy, thin hair. Although, according to official records, the authorities did kind of refer to her as Jane Doe 3 UFMT, you know, unidentified female Montana. Mm -hmm. Locals referred to her as Christy Crystal Lake. Jesus. No, Christy Crystal Creek. Excuse me. (laughs) This is getting better and better. I know, right? Porn and stripper names. Right? I'm pretty sure I stuck some money in her bra once. Not her G string? Yep. No, it's got to be great. Go for it right for the bra, man. Well, I was was trying to show her some respect, you know, a little bit, you know. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Okay, yeah. I. Yeah, I rolled it up and you know made it look like a, made made the coos look like an ATM. <laughs> yeah. So bad credit card. Never mind. <laughs> now the other. By two- the way, just huh? for you to know, that thing does. By the way, that thing does. It, it, it does take credit cards. I have found that out. Now you just gotta keep swiping and swiping, but it does take credit cards. I know. I know we do. <laughs> that was bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I know. I walk into it sometimes. Now, the other two victims were identified a decade and a half before this victim was finally given her true name. Um, She wasn't identified until 2021 with the help of um, Montana Department of Justice program called Sexual Assault Kit Initiative. Um, They, the department, cold case team used advanced DNA testing to find out her true identity and they partnered with a company known as Othram to use the forensic grade genome sequencing and they found out her name was she was 23 year old Linda Lee Lucas now she was last seen alive in Sandpoint Idaho during the summer 1983 
from that point, though, until her remains were discovered in September 1985, nobody has been able to account for her movements. Nothing has surfaced and nobody has come forward. Placing her on, in Montana at all between the summer of 83 and into the mid-84 when the authorities believe she was murdered. So, um, then Wayne decided to go back to his old habits, right? On December 12, 1985, he went back he, into breaking into people's homes. That night... He um, broke into that 34-year-old Michael Shook and his 32-year-old wife, Teresa, had laid their kids down for bed and were getting ready to turn in for the night. At approximately 9 p.m., Wayne entered the residence with a gun and told them, Conan the Barbarian has arrived, right? <laughs> Scott. <laughs> then he told Michael and Teresa to hand over all the money they had. Then, to let them know he was serious, he fired his weapon. Now, the bullet wound up hitting Teresa in her leg. According to the pathologist's report, though, there was evidence someone tried to remove the bullet by digging it out. So this led detectives to speculate he didn't intend to shoot her. And after she was hit with a warning shot, he forced the four children into their bedroom and barricaded the door. Then Michael tried to fight back. And the two men got into a scuffle. During the altercation, Wayne struck Michael in the head, which allowed him to overpower his victim. And once he had Michael subdued, bound his wrists and took a butcher knife and stabbed him in the chest, killing him. After killing Michael, Wayne drugged Teresa to the bedroom upstairs, tied her up to the bed, and sexually assaulted her. When he was finished, he took the same butcher knife and stabbed her to death. When her body was found, she had all her clothes on except for her panties. And there was a pillow over her face. So one theory is Wayne covered her face so that he wouldn't have to look into her eyes as he brutalized her. I better do that with a few of my dates when I've been drunk. That's only because you don't like looking at them. Well, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes like, oh, God damn, that's too much to kill. And sometimes, and sometimes Scott's dates insist on the pillow because they don't want to look at him either. I'm pretty. So, anyways, one of Shook's neighbors later told the authorities he saw a vehicle matching the description of Wayne's pickup leaving the residence that night. According to reports, so Wayne went back to the house approximately two hours after he had left. Apparently, he felt they owned some items he wanted, so he returned to get them. He took a statue of an elk, a decorative hunting knife with a stag engraved on the handle, and a collection of silver dollars. When he left, though, he decided, okay. I'm going to light this house on fire. Right. Apparently, he didn't want to murder the children by stabbing them or shooting them, but he was perfectly fine setting the house on fire and letting them perish in the blaze or from smoke inhalation. Right. I don't follow that logic, but whatever. Um, he didn't use an accelerant. So when he set the fire to the items, he had hoped was enough for a blaze to consume the premises after he was gone. However, they only smoldered. And but. This is the thing. The smoke emanating from the smolder released a type of cyanide gas fumes. And since it was the middle of winter in Montana, the house didn't have any airflow going through because all the windows and doors were closed. Those toxic fumes actually gassed the children and rendered them unconscious. But thankfully, they all survived when a neighbor realized something was wrong and saved them. So after the authorities connected Wayne to the murders, they searched his residence and found the time found the items he took from the Shook house. Upon further investigation, they learned a few days before the attack, he had actually delivered a new couch to the couple they had recently purchased, which caused him to target them. Now, this is the part that I, I told Scott he's going to say, what's wrong with that? 
At some point during Wayne's adulthood, some people accused him of sexual harassment. According to reports, he was working at Conlon's Furniture as one of their movers. And his co-workers in the upper management later described him as, quote, just your average guy. However, while he worked there, several of the department store's female customers filed complaints against him. Records indicate the women claimed after he delivered their purchase items, they would receive harassing phone calls. And all of them positively identified him as the person placing the calls. His employers also discovered he had been secretly taking photos of the female employees. Now, keep in mind, this is before cell phone cameras existed. So he had to, like, really take these photos. Hey, man. And get them developed. What's wrong with that? I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm just just thinking, whatever happened to just old-fashioned cow tipping in these towns? I mean, I know. In Montana. You know what crack- well, the men are men and the sheep are scared. You know what cracks me up, especially out here, and I learned this when we moved to California, is that every thought, like when we moved there, that cow tipping was not a thing. You've never been raised in a rural town, man. Cow yeah. tipping, that's a thing because there's the nothing thing. else to fucking do. When you have nothing but cornfields and pastures, that's all you do. Yeah, cow tipping. Yeah, and by the way, and by the way. He's throwing the corn. Don't believe that old bullshit. The sheep are not scared. They back up right for that guy, for, for those sugar cubes. <laughs> In Montana? Don't even lie about it. Hey, do, do, do y'all know why, uh, why, why ranchers up in Montana wear button-fly jeans? Because a sheep can hear a zipper a mile away. I hate you both. <laughs> so, is what it is. Now, if you don't think any of that, what I just said about Wayne, was disturbing, perhaps this will creep you out. It actually gave me goosebumps just thinking about it. But maybe that's because I'm a woman. Um, however, before Wayne was fired or quit, someone reported he was spying on the same female employees when they used the bathroom. When he was confronted, he said he found the people, by, uh, but other employees had made it. When employers questioned the men he accused, all of them said, uh, no, he's the one that showed us where it was, right? I'm just thinking, that is so creepy. Once again, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you know what I kept thinking? Remember that, um, was it Porky's? Yeah, Porky's. With the <laughs> into the girls' locker room? Yeah, and the guy puts his dick through there and goes, yeah, and hi, I'm Polly Penis, and I just love to have fun. And the fun. big, burly German coach. <laughs> yep, Bueller Brawl Ball Breaker. <laughs> And see, what this tells me is, Izzy, don't wait. Just come to me now. Clearly the men out there are just too messed up for you. You should be mine. What are you going to do, protect her? <laughs> Hell yeah. Put her under your wing? Oh, he'll put, him under, he'll, he'll put her under something. Honestly, looking at the cupcakes in this prison, she'd probably be running the place. I mean, we know that about fed muffins. I mean, they soft. Yeah, she's they, th- they, they think yeah. they're tough. Do what now? I said she's a tiny thing, too. She's so skinny. Is he? I want to feed my, her. My <laughs> phone number is 360. Shut up. Hate you. <laughs> okay. On September 3rd, 1986, Wayne struck again. However, this time his victim wasn't going down without a fight. The manager at the company where he worked, guy by the name of Doug Wells, was married to a beautiful woman named Chris. Unfortunately for him, he had become, dis- unfortunately for Wayne, he had become disturbingly infatuated with her. On the night in question, Doug noticed someone was lurking in the shadows around the bushes in his yard. 
So he went outside to see what was going on. And he saw Wayne. Now, when he confronted Wayne, Wayne said, I, was, I just happened to be driving by and saw somebody peeking into your windows, and I was concerned about you and your wife, so I, tried to, I wanted to stop and like, find out what was going on. Right? So then he asked Doug if Doug had a flashlight in the house so that they could you know, look around better. So when Doug turned around to go get the flashlight, Wayne took out his gun and blindsided Doug by hitting him in the head with it. He pistol whipped him. Once he had the man subdued, he held the gun on Chris and forced her to tie her husband's wrists together. After she did, as she was told, he took some rope and tied her up and then dragged her to the bedroom and tied her to the bed. That leaves me with a question. What? Have you ever been tied up, Tammy? I knew that was coming. I shouldn't have said what. I should have kept going. I hate you. I usually usually find that I don't have to do all that. I just wave a Zales card and they tie themselves up. (laughs) (laughs) so anyways once he had tied chris to the bed he went back to doug and forced doug to go down to the basement once there he took out a knife with an eight inch blade and stabbed doug in the chest thinking he had killed the man hold up what male eight inches or female eight inches i don't know it just said eight inches i'm pretty sure it was uh, okay because yeah you know, it's amazing what we've been telling you ladies is eight inches all these years. And, oh, we're not stupid. <laughs> <and> my... <laughs> we're not stupid, honey. You don't say nothing. That's because I don't like to man shame people. <laughs> that ain't eight. That's four at its okay. best. <laughs> my lips have been chapped all day. How? That... How? You don't have lips. No, I've been putting, like, lip stick on them. She has no fucking lips, man. She's like a face. She 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 has a face gash. That's it. No real lips there. I have thin lips. I'm sorry. Lizard lips. I hate you. Now, anyways, I've never looked. I've never looked above her chest. (laughs) (laughs) I was almost gonna say thank you until it dawned on me what you said. Nope, not saying thank you now. Now, thinking he had killed Wayne, I mean killed Doug, Wayne left him on the floor in a pool of his own blood, then went back to the bedroom to finish what he wanted to do with Chris. Unfortunately for Wayne, when he stabbed Doug in the chest, he missed his heart by about an inch. Although he was bleeding profusely, Doug took what little strength he had left to untie himself, grab the, t- the 250 Savage rifle he had been fixing in the basement and put one bullet in the chamber. One bullet. He stumbled back upstairs to the second floor, burst through the bedroom door as Wayne was raping his wife. Now, Wayne was shocked yeah. to discover Doug was still alive. So, of course, he stopped what they were doing. They engaged in a physical altercation, and during the struggle, Doug pulled the trigger, and a bullet hit Wayne in his side. Then, although he was losing a lot of, of blood, adrenaline took over, and Doug took the rifle and beat Wayne in the head with it before he called for an ambulance. That's a good man right there, I man. know, right? That's off to this gentleman. So, after Wayne succumbed to his injuries, the authorities... Uh, I missed a whole thingy there. Good job. Uh, Fuck up a whole story. No, That's so many comments I can make. No. Anyway, oh. what happened was is, uh, after they rushed him to the hospital, the, the couple made a full recovery, and Wayne died the next day. Now, after Wayne succumbed to his injuries, his authorities collected statements from Doug and Chris. Now, when they started going through Wayne's belongings, that's when they started connecting all the dots in Wayne's life. 
things really fell into place when they inspected his back row. One thing law enforcement officials noticed right away was how he, how similar the attack on Doug and Chris was to the attack on the Shook family. Then when they went through Wayne's wallet, they found he had a lot of pictures of Chris. Some of them were taken from the bushes along her regular jogging path, indicating he had been stalking her for a while. Not only that, when they searched his house, they found several photo albums filled with even more pictures of her. And he had also included handwritten notes along the pages that would say, I am crazy about you. I love you. I want you to live with me. So it didn't take long for the authorities to link Wayne back to the death of Donna Pounds, Betty Beavertail, Debbie Deer Creek, and the Shooks. Although they aren't 100% certain he murdered Christy Crystal Creek, they've attributed her death to him because of the similarities with the other murders. Now, since Wayne died before they could question him, we'll probably never know exactly how many people he victimized in his 12-year crime spree. However, we can take one thing to the bank in this case. Because of one man's sheer determination to live and protect his wife, Wayne Nance could hurt no one else again. Well, that and Mazula Mongler has cannot has ended his reign of terror, right? My thing is, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't even go anywhere with this one right now. Oh, I thought you had some extra to say. I'm like, no, we're all I was going to say something, and then I like my mind went somewhere else, and it, it got jumbled, and I don't want to. Because you're thinking about saying. Todd in the shower. No, I was thinking about something else. But I mean, my whole thing is. These whoa, whoa, you're not thinking about me in the shower? That's no, it. not right at I'm this moment. You. Not, not, not right at this moment. I am concentrating on my presentation. Izzy, I'm available. You know what? Stop cheating on me, bitch. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus bad enough Christ. I have to share why you with I Jeff. Have, <laughs> why can't I have both? Hey, hey. Just because I call him baby doll does not mean that I'm not sharing the love with you. It's just, you know, waste not, want not. I found out why I'm so scatterbrained right now. I forgot to take my pills this morning. That'll do it. When did you ever say, take your pills? Because I can't remember taking my own fucking crazy pills. That's why. I know, right? And yeah. And see, I'm not on pills, and yet I'm supposed to be the crazy one. But no, you two are batshit crazy. Oh, shit I show. know I'm crazy. Shit. My life's a shit show without my meds, man. I'm telling you. My God, I can't find my pills. And I oh, this is going to be an interesting day, isn't I it? I put them in here. Shut up. I just well, have you have anything else for the fucking presentation? No, I told you I was done. Sage Christ Five hours ago. Stick. Where the fuck you been? Fucking, God damn it. Fucking pay attention. How many times has she called? How many times, Scott, has she called you and told you she lost her phone? About 50. You're a liar. I've never yep. done that to you. That's, it's fantastic. I can't find my phone. Can you call it? Um, What are you calling me on? My phone, but call so I can find my phone. Oh, okay, no, that's great. Okay, fine. I'm going to call you. But seriously, for a second, th- these guys in Missoula and Montana and all this stuff here, why would you have to get a gun to downstairs? I mean, I had at least two guns in every room. Why would you got to go well, anywhere I, to get a gun? He didn't go downstairs to get a gun. I mean, he was taken downstairs and... You know, before he went back upstairs, he grabbed the one that he had in the basement. Which makes sense. He probably had one okay. in his bedroom, too, but... Yeah. Because those of us who I love mean, guns... I mean, you know, guns, mean, get lo- guns get lonely. They need companionship. So, you know, you you know, you know, match them. Some people like the Beretta because, you know, let's face it, it's kind of sexy. You know, it's Italian. Oh. Oh, oh. oh good. 
Yeah, I sleep with my gun next to my bed because, you know, I fucking... I, I, I have the Roach Motel mentality when it comes to my place. They can check in. They ain't checking back out. Yeah. Well, the cops spent days searching my house for... For some reason, they had this idea that my house had a basement because I had made a comment on Facebook that if someone broke in, that I was going to keep them. I catch them, I keep them, I'm going to put them in my, in my basement. So while my house was on a slab, they literally spent days tearing up carpet trying to figure out where I had a hidden basement for bodies, but yet missed the hidden room behind the, clo- behind the closet by the stairs. That's freaking the awesome. realtor had the realtor had us tell them about the hidden room. Yeah, they were they were looking at the uh, they were looking at the, at the floor. That's horrible. Yeah, that's oh, police work at its finest. Here. I thought I had it in here, but I I don't have them on here. Didn't you also leave a post on Facebook, Mister Mister, about you know people going missing, and if you ever turn up missing, nobody took you because you'd like to eat and you're painting the ass. Yes. Nobody would nobody would take me. They would they would they would give me twenty dollars for gas money and, and send me back. Or call you. There, there was no way of hell. <laughs> hell yeah. And I want these South Carolina Ubers. Not one of these South Carolina Ubers like around Columbia because they want to fuck you. And I ain't down with that shit. But uh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got Uber drivers who want to stab you to death and and, and, and and do all kind of vile shit. So yeah, don't get an Uber near Columbia. It's, it's bad mojo. Uh, no. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Now I won't get an Uber ever again. That's freaking awesome, man. Yeah, no. Let's wrap this episode up. Let's Crime and This has been a train Stop. wreck. Holy fuck. Remember, boys and girls, you can send us an email at Brutal Nation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Get on to Facebook and join Citizens of Brutal Nation. There's a link uh, in, and there'll be a link in this episode as well. That'll take you right to our store. We've got all of our merch on sale. Come on. Have a brother out. Have a brother out. Podcast Lives Matter. Buy something. That's right. Buy Buy something for Todd. Buy Todd Colwip's T-shirts. We got him him on T-shirts, too, man. Yeah, we're going to have a couple more pretty soon, as soon as I get them all designed and up there. That's because we love Toddly, man. We, we do. Because remember, my violence is bigger than yours. That's right. We're going to have a whole TK line. That's right, man. That's right. This show's copyrighted 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and we will see you guys later on. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.